Hey guys, welcome back to the Arthritis Podcast, official podcast of Digital and Creative Media Works, where each week we take something from pop culture and try to break it down to better understand it. My name is David. My name is Aaron. Um, I'm going to put my water over here, and please don't drink it again. Um, now, Aaron, we're back uh, for one reason and one reason only. You, you've, you've returned from the academic abyss from where you live. Yes. Um, and I've, I've pulled you back into the world of the living because we're doing Immersion Month, and so we thought, what better way than to keep talking about Red Dead Redemption 2? Absolutely. Because you can't stop us, it's my show. Um, and we're going to do this till we die, probably. Once a month, <laughs> talk about this video game. So we're going to talk about this the... particular video game as well. Yeah, um, we're just going to do like a comprehensive spoiler cast, like start to finish, go through the story first. We're going to split it into two parts. There'll be like a 10, 10 minute break in the middle where you can go to the bathroom, do whatever you need, and then we'll come back um, and, and have part two. I'm thinking we'll just split it by days on the podcast and the YouTube feed. So the next part will be posted the next day. So you can check it out then. Um, otherwise, we've talked about Red Dead Redemption 2. I finished it now. Yes, you, you you started replaying it. Insane. I've started replaying this game. Absolutely, um, and, and how's knowing that going? what I do now, uh, and and it's it's going well. I'm I, I'm still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it. It has it has really really good replay value. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, despite despite the criticisms for some of its systems, mm-hmm. um, uh, I I'm still loving it. Um, the novelty of this game will not, not wear off. off probably ever <laughs> you're a big western nerd anyway though so i do I like westerns for you this was kind of right up your i like alley. the yes i like like the idea of them in theory yeah, in execution, <laughs> in, in execution else. it's a weird weird game I, um, I guess like i guess what i was expecting when i finished it it might be a good place to start actually what and then we'll do the summary but i i think like i so i got to the epilogue and the epilogue so like again really big spoiler so if you haven't played this game like be you, warned. Be like, warned. I'm about to spoil things, the ending of the gonna, video yeah. game. Like this, this is spoiler cast from and here on out. If you haven't played Red Dead One, <laughs> also spoilers. Already, you're in you're in deep territory with spoilers for everything. Yeah. So be forewarned. About to spoil the ending of the game and just like the whole. It's really both games. So when Arthur passes and you play as John, yes, I was I was predicting that when Arthur died, you would pick up the mantle of someone else because that's what happens in the first game. That's what happens in the first game? And I went, who better than John? So it was like a natural progression. It's it's funny because when I was when I was playing through it, um, I, I I immediately thought I was about the second act when I went, oh, who's gonna be the person that we play with afterward? Because you know, I every, everybody everybody who's playing the game has mm-hmm. probably played the first game realizes that John is the main character, mm-hmm. and then at the end, John dies and you play his son Jack. Um, Which people hated it. People hated it. Um, I I I still like it. Um, I like it even more now. Um, I like it even more now. But I, I knowing what I do about Jack as a child. I think um, it works really well in hindsight, but at the time, yeah, at the time it was a bit. Nah. Also, because he he visually was less. Like the way that they styled him as an adult, he was a little more contemporary. It was a I bit think. much. Yeah. Um, the so around about Act Two, I started thinking, who's who am I gonna take over at the end of all this? And it was after Sadie's mission mm-hmm. where you realize that she's bloodthirsty. Um, well, that, she's a and, murderer. And then and then as as the game went on, you know, she started taking up more of a uh, more of a gangster mantle. Um, I figured, wow, this this might be the game that we get to play a rock star female protagonist. Uh, um, that would have been great. And and yeah, I I figured, okay, so like I had the two options. I was just like, John John's probably what we're gonna play. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but also Sadie, Sadie's Man. there. 
Um, I would have. Uh, that would have. I. Hmm. I think in in concept that's good. Yeah. But then I think what you get is it's it's and we'll talk about it when we get to that part of the story. But it's a return to like, like it feels like breathing out after everything that's happened when you play as John at the start of that that prologue. Whereas I think if you played as Sadie, she's very much like Arthur, so it would be very similar. Yeah, I, think, I guess. Like they, um, they have they have a lot of like similar kind of tendencies as far as like the way that they conduct themselves. Mm. Um, whereas I think because John is so sarcastic and tight lipped, it, it it like. Yeah, it feels like slowing down. Yeah. Whereas I think if it was Sadie, and you even see that when you play, when you help Sadie at the end, mm. it's still that fast-paced like lifestyle. Yeah. It's just yeah, really yeah. gone for, away for from Sadie. That. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But she's become a bounty hunter and precisely, uh, and is no longer running with a gang. Yeah, she's just by herself. Mm. Um, yeah, it's 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 curious. So let's go through the summary, and then we can kind of go. I thought we'd start like act by act generally, and then see where that takes us. Yeah. Um. Because why not? So I'll just go through the whole summary and then we can kind of touch base and see where we're feeling. So, Red Dead Redemption 2 is the story of gunslinger Arthur Morgan. Arthur was raised by gang leader and idealist Dutch Vandalin and his associate and conman, Hosea Matthews. On the tail end of a botched ferry robbery in Blackwater, the Vandalin gang retreat to the hills west of New Hanover. After a train robbery to find their feet and get enough money, the gang moves to a camp near Valentine. Or Valentine, rather. Here... Dutch, Arthur, John, and the gang continue their work trying to gather enough money to flee further west. In their efforts to make money, they continually antagonize oil baron Leviticus Cornwall and also the O'Driscoll gang, of which Coma O'Driscoll, the leader, was once a running body of Dutch Vandalins. After a job in Valentine, Arthur, John, and Her- Arthur, John, Jose, and Dutch are ambushed by the Pickerton Detective Agency headed-, headed by agents Milton and Ross. The gang shoots Valentine to holy hell, barely escaping, and flees further west in a small camp by the country town of Rhodes. At Bill Williamson's suggestion, Arthur and co. return to Valentine to rob the bank, finally securing the money they need to build the camp back to its former glory. While in Rhodes, the gang becomes embroiled in the politics of two old families, the Greys and the Braithwaites. Yes, he's a little strange, but also so human. The rest of our families are stuck in the dark ages, or, well, I don't know, cave people, perhaps. Bo's different, but if they find out, they'll kill him and send me to live someplace awful like Ohio. And Dutch, along with Hosea, think that there's old Yankee gold that one of the families has, they just don't know where it is or who has it. The gang continues to follow Dutch valiantly, and Arthur grows closer with Lenny and young Sean. Dutch's lack of planning and the gang's mistrust of Arthur's skepticism ultimately result in the Grey family ambushing and killing Sean in the center of Rhodes. Dutch and co. then ride to the Greys, intent on exacting revenge, but quickly learn that the matriarch of the family has kidnapped a young Jack Marston and given him to the greasy crime lord Angelo Bronte. The gang then rides to Saint-Denis to flush out Bronte and find Jack, and immediately, once again, become wrapped up in local politics as Arthur and John work to recover John's son. Relationships in the gang become strained, as Dutch uses Bronte's criminal history as an excuse to rob the rich of Saint-Denis, which results in a barely planned bank heist. During the heist, Hosea and Lenny are killed. I've given you enough chances. Come on! Deal, Dutch. 
And John is captured. In a desperate act, Arthur, Dutch, Bill, Javier, and Micah escape on a tanker bound for Cuba. When the tanker is sunk by a storm, the crew quickly surfaces on a sugar plantation island named Guama, and immediately, once again, become embroiled in local politics, this time a civil war. On the island, Dutch grows almost instantly violent and aggressive in Hosea's absence, egged on by the young Micah, and even kills an elderly female guide on the off chance she might give away their position to the authorities. The crew escapes Guama, returning to the US to find the gang has moved once again, and is barely surviving, but with the help of Sadie Adler, they continue on. Dutch's behavior grows increasingly erratic, and though he claims to have a plan, Sadie Adler and Arthur take it upon themselves to rescue John from the Pinkertons. As John and Sadie grow increasingly disillusioned with Dutch, Arthur discovers he has contracted tuberculosis following his altercation with the diseased farmer Thomas Downs, and begins to reevaluate his life in the face of his own impending death. Meanwhile, Dutch starts manipulating a local Native American tribe to allow him the freedom to steal government bonds and create enough of a distraction for the gang to flee even further west. Mm. Arthur provides John an injunction to leave with his family while they can, and sets his closing days in ensuring that John his brother for all the world, can escape Dutch's maniac. Ma- mania. <laughs> Gang- <laughs> Dutch's maniac. Sounds like a, an indie band. Hello, we're Dutch's maniac, and we're here to party. Um, gang members begin to leave as Dutch's behavior continues to escalate. Molly O'Shea-, Molly O'Shea is killed by camp mother Susan Grimshaw when it's revealed that Molly is the one who's been informing the Pinkertons of their location constantly. So we think. Dutch orchestrates an attack on Cornwall, butchers Cornwall rather than take him hostage as they'd planned, and Arthur, along with Bill, Sadie, and John, start to sense Dutch's behavior Behavior is becoming ever more dangerous. Dutch proposes a final train job, and the entire gang rides out. The job, of course, goes south almost instantly. John is shot, and Dutch promises to go back for him, but, as we find out later, has actually left him to die, insisting they have bigger problems to worry about. Abigail is captured by the Pinkertons, and equally, Dutch refuses to save her, prompting Arthur to finally cross the line and openly defy Dutch. Sadie and Arthur, the last two who believe in John, ride to the lakeside town of a trading port to then rescue John Marston. Abigail kills Milton during the rescue, and throughout the process, Arthur learns that Micah has been an informant for the Pinkertons all along, and that, by extension, Molly O'Shea is innocent. Mm. Arthur rides back to camp and confronts Dutch with the truth. But John and Arthur are immediately turned on by Dutch, Bill, Javier, and Micah as the Pinkertons arrive, led by Agent Ross. Arthur and John flee through the caves, and knowing he will die regardless, Arthur confronts Micah. Dutch arrives at the last moment as Arthur is dying and walks away, not going with Micah. We won it. Come on. John made it. He's the only one. The rest of us. No. I tried. In the end, I did. Come on. Let's go. We can make it. Come on, Dutch! Come on!
Years later, John Marston is trying to lead an honest life with his wife, Abigail, and his son, Jack, on Proghorn Ranch. It's not long before John starts to turn to his old ways, and Abigail leaves with Jack, offering John the ultimatum. Grow up, or that's it. John sets to work. John sets to working the ranch life, and with the help of old friend Sadie Adler, gathers enough money to secure a bank loan for the rundown property of Beach's Hope. John runs into Uncle, and together they, together they start to prepare the land for farming, but when they hear news of Charles, they take a train to Saint-Denis. With Charles in tow, Uncle and John set to building his home over a long few months. As they finish the house, Abigail and Jack return. Now settled and somewhat blissful, Abigail is constantly wary of John returning to his old life, but things do begin to quiet down. One day, Sadie rides to the farm with news of Micah Bell's whereabouts, and against Abigail's wishes, John and Charles ride with Sadie to the mountains. There, John Marston steps back into the spurs, the man he once was, and guns down scores of Micah's men, fighting his way to the top of the mountain, where, at a cabin on the precarious edge of a cliff, he confronts the man who killed so many of his friends. At the last moments, Dutch emerges from the cabin, and Micah takes Sadie hostage. A broken shell of a man, Dutch has nothing to say as the standoff between them ends with Micah's body at Arthur's hand. <laughs> you shot me pretty good. Thank you. I, I... Dutch leaves without another word. An injured Sadie and Charles stay at Beach's Hope while they recover, and John proposes to Abigail on the ocean by Blackwater. After the wedding, Charles and Sadie go their separate ways, leaving John and Abigail to finally enjoy the freedom Dutch talked about all those years ago. But for how long? Not long. It's well, Not long is the answer. The answer the, like, the credits don't tell you what that time difference is. It absolutely could be, not. No, it could but, be years. It could be months. Um, it's implied it's soon, but like they might be scoping them out. Like, because yeah, in the post, do you want to explain that post credit? Like, so the, the, yeah, the post post credit sequence um is is Charles and Sadie eventually leaving leaving the house at Beach's Hope. Charles is going um, to Canada to find a wife. Charles goes to Canada. Sadie <laughs> Sadie disappears and becomes a, uh, a for all we know another bounty hunter. Um, Maybe that's Red Drifter. Dead Redemption Three. That, well, that the, I, so I have many theories about. Uh, we can talk about Red that Dead Three. Um, yeah. I, I I think. Um, uh also there 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 is a sequence in the post credit uh scenes where uh the the Pinkertons are on John's trail, trail mm. specifically um uh, when they go and inspect the bodies up on the the mountainside uh and and find Micah's corpse there mm-hmm. um huh the okay so i have i've so many have so many conflicting feelings about the resolution of this game um oh, you mean that with Micah um with with Micah uh with with every everything everything after Guama so Guama included in that everything after Guama and is... Guama included is 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 so crazy um uh because the the first you know the first however many bajillion hours of this game you play before you get to Guama um 
they're, they're so good. Um, it's old gold. It's it's really really quite yeah. good. I I had I had reservations when you know you go into Rhodes and you're dealing with this like this Romeo Juliet love story mm-hmm. between um, the two two like younger members of the families. Um, but even even that had some really really just fun moments That's fun really gta cool like moments yeah. the rock star rock star moments you know when when you're driving the suffragette van um that was the, really fun the the sequence where you're trying to recover jack is probably my favorite favorite thing about that game when that... The, the whole gang's together and they're walking down that huge straight line the, toward the, the braithwaite mansion the yeah. guitar strings come in behind yeah you. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah and then you know it's, you now kinda... it's now it's personal now we're coming to recover jack and and people are just executing executing the Braithwaite those they, wantonly. They do that moment a few times in this game, and every time it happened, I got chills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's about the time when I when I started to suspect Dutch had kind of lost it, because he... Yeah. Yeah, he, like, you know, the, the, the amount of relish that he had in killing the Braithwaites um, uh, was, was a little... Uh, a little on the nose, but everyone everyone was supportive of it because you know it was it was a personal slight against the gang, you know, and and mm. the the kind of like pseudo family that they'd established for themselves is so strong. The ties there are so strong that um, th- th- everyone was happy to go murder crazy with the Braithwaites. Ugh, even but- even Arthur, you know, even Arthur, you know, who didn't really have a problem well, with they have with- Jack. Yeah, you know they have Jack like, exactly. The argument is like they go, well, we have they have Jack. Yeah, what else are we supposed to do? Yeah, and you know, and and you know, once once one of their own is taken, you know, it, it sets a bad example well, as, to to leave them behind. It's like as, as Dutch like says, why what, they recovered Sean. Yeah, um, well, Dutch goes, what choice do we have? Yeah, um, which is a recurring theme in this story as well. Mm. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot Dutch Dutch tends to reduce things down to to we we have no choice but to but to do this. Super have a choice. Um, yeah. uh, and then in some cases, absolutely, the gang has a choice. Um, uh, and and then uh, you know during Guama, because um, uh, when when I went because I I lost my mind when when uh, we went to such to a, a weird Cuban twist. island. Yeah. Um, I went. Oh my god! You know, like that means that. We're gonna be able to go back here. We're gonna be able to flesh this place no, out. We'll be able to one-off. take a tanker there. It was just a one-off map, and and it it was so empty. It was like Very it just un- had no character. On Grand Theft Auto, on Rockstar, on Red Dead. Yeah, it didn't. I, I was trying to work out like what they would like where their head was at with that, and I can't put it together. Like I can't quite work out what they needed was an environment where Dutch. Like, Hosea dies, and that's the trigger for Dutch no longer having the other rational... Like, having someone rational next to him. Mm. And he's replaced by Micah's voice in his ear. Um, But, like, I couldn't work out, like, story-wise, why they put that in there. Like, why it's there at all. Because you could do that in other ways. Like, you know, they could be... Like, it's America's a big fucking place. Like, they could have got trapped in Mexico. You've already built the bottom half of the map. Like you could have done, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, in, in, in... And Mex- Mexico isn't in isn't in the game. No, they, it's not in this uh, one. Yeah, but, yeah. But they could have um, done something like that, where like they couldn't get across the border again, or like you know, even if or even if they were like tanked, uh, trapped on like a like a cruise ship or something, and they had to wait for it to redock. You know, there there are other elements where you could like make something that had more character in a condensed way. Yeah. Whereas it just felt like a beach from Assassin's Creed Four, like. Mm. Felt like a, like a like a you know you've seen hundreds of these it's a, it's characterless because it's only one of the game it doesn't I don't like I don't like even the even the boardwalk in Blackwater is so distinct from the other boardwalks in the game that it has its own flavor 
Mm. Same with um, the the trading post where you go to um, to save John. That has even though that also a boardwalk has its own flavor. Yeah, and it just felt like that whole island just had no character. Yeah, no, because it, it didn't. Um, because uh, it was it was just there for that kind of one shot that the gang found themselves in. Um, with, <laughs> that's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with with um uh, with a little bit of polish. You know, and and it's it's kind of suspicious that it is there at all. Um, it feels it feels like maybe at one point, you know, Might the plan was to, to go, go there it. at some mm-hmm. some stage. Um, uh, but uh, again, the the amount of time that you're there is is you know is brief in comparison to the rest it's of this like game. Two hours. Um, yeah, yeah, and and you go back to the mainland straight away. Um, uh, virtually. Um, which is which is in in the in the uh, aftermath of that. That's when that's when the song starts playing. I was wondering when when they were gonna try and which one's that? Um, uh, was, I, I stand unbroken. Um, oh, uh, I don't know. I don't know who it's by. Um, well, w- when does it happen? I can't remember. It is. It is just as you get off the uh, the ship mm-hmm. at the trading post, and you have to steal yourself a horse in order to go track down the gang coming back to the mainland. Yeah, that's right. Um, oh, I walked. You walked for the, yeah. for the duration of that song. They um they when yeah. you when you steal the horse, if you get past a certain barrier, it takes away the stamina bar, and you can just gun it in the direction that you're going. I didn't. Um, I didn't. Well, because I was. I <laughs> that makes sense. That makes mm. sense because the other like there's a few other song moments, but that one that one was pretty good. Yes, yeah, because yeah. Because I, yeah, I, I mean... got there at nighttime for whatever reason, mm. and I was walking like through the dark with my lantern out and just like enjoying the song and like the scenery and like you know that part of that part of the world in particular is really pretty. Yes, um, when you get through that trading. Yeah, Lemoyne, Lemoyne is great. Um, Lemoyne, uh, Lemoyne is probably the most fleshed out part of the game. I mm. think it has um, the most. Ah, uh, I I like the the mountains have. Uh, the the snow in this game has its a very distinct character. Yeah, um, uh, I find that, I find the the times that that the the wildlife comes into it mm. are, are in the mountains, um, especially fending off rogue packs of wolves. Also bears and bears. I got the amount of times where I was out hunting for something else and a mm. bear just got me. Yeah, like because they just you ran a corner and it's like bang, you're dead. Yeah, it's and like, you, you just hear it roaring and you're like fuck, where is it? And you're I'm, whipping I'm, around that gets around. you from behind. Yeah, the um, uh, but in in Lemoyne. Crocodile hunting in Lemoyne, the 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 rivers, oh, the, the swamp, the swamp. Oh, um, yeah, hunting yeah. The, hunting the um, they're alligators actually. Sorry, they're, alligators. It's, it's in the northern Hunt, hemisphere. Hunting the the legendary alligator, the mm. bull alligator. That scared me shitless. That thing. That they, yeah, the quest so where, hard to where kill. you yeah the albino alligator. Holy um, crap! And it just fucking was, comes at you. Yes, yeah, like, it's was, terrifying. And my sniper rifle that was like I, I clocked it one in the head, and I was like, cool, I'm good. And then it like looked at me. I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm oh, not good. shit!" Yeah, and I, like, yeah, yeah. I clocked it another one. Then it then it just fucking came at me. Mm. And I, you know, I'm I switched my shotgun and I'm dead eyeing and I'm trying to kill this thing. And it gets like right up to me and then kind of collapses and dies. But then I'm like, I don't know if I want to get near it. What if it's not dead? Like <laughs> I think we're like Rockstar would, wouldn't they? <laughs> yes, I mean the the um the attention to detail in Lemoyne is what really sells me on. And you know, you've got you know you alligator snapping turtles, mm-hmm. alligators themselves, like wild yeah. boar, the the river snakes. The you have crayfish. Like you can pull crayfish up from amazing. the ground. The the way um, that they 
yeah, the, with through the, the holes. sturgeons that you can catch, and some of them hang pretty close to shore. And you know, you don't need to, you don't need to catch them with a fishing rod. You, you pick can them up just, with your hands. You know, either pick them up with your hands or, or like shoot them in the face, yeah. um, uh, which is my favorite way of uh, going fishing. Incorrect. Dynamite fishing. Dynamite fishing. Yes, I've been doing that you lately. Just blow everybody. Yeah, you everything just kinda in toss that a quick river stick. up. And then, and yeah, like the the toads, the frogs, um, all, all sorts yeah. of all sorts of crazy life that they have. It also adequately it. somehow in a video game communicates humidity, which yes. is a hard thing to do in yeah, any yeah. medium. But it when you're there, you feel like it's humid. Yeah, it is. It's uh, it is so disgusting walking around those areas. It's, I I try um, and get <laughs> Arthur into like the minimum amount of clothes I can possibly do. <laughs> John has a at one point. John doesn't wear a shirt, and I don't know how to get that back because I feel like that would be the, that would <laughs> be the perfect. That's yeah, the the meta playthrough. Um, yeah. shirtless John. Well, that's like in um in AC Origins at the start of the game. Um, you go into a bathhouse and you kill a dude, but you're like wearing a towel, and you just have that as an outfit for the rest of the game. So I played most of the game as a guy in a towel. In a towel. So I feel like that would be good as as John. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, and then just getting back to to the resolution of the game quickly. Um, uh, as you as you you know you come back from Cuba, um, from Guama rather, and you reunite with the gang, and everyone's back together. Dutch is like visibly crazy by that point, and you've got to find a new place to live because the Pinkertons come and storm the the like shack that you're living in. Um, oh, what the 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 tumble down kind of old estate that you've? It's like a house. Everyone's oh, yeah, you, in this house yeah, together. You, you've taken and then it from you... the the rev the civil war. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not not um uh, not the the big plantation that you lived in before getting housed. No, 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 to. no I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The um uh, and then then you go up into uh, Ansberg. Yes, you go go past Ansberg actually, and you live in the caves from then on. Um, what did you think of the... of Ansberg as a setting? I thought I thought that was the uh, I thought that was the most true to heart representation of what it would have been like to live then. It yeah it it I, I don't know. even even though I like even though I loved um uh, even though I loved Lemoyne well, Lemoyne as and, a like, fleshed even, out even area roads to an extent felt like the Wild West because it's like hard yeah. pan red yeah dust. it's red dust you know, um, um and and uh you know like strawberry and Valentine both oh. were both had. Muddy. Like they, radically, radically different aesthetics to the original game. Char- um, a lot of character. Yeah, a lot of character to them both. Ansberg, Ansberg is is I think uh, like the utility of it, mm. and and the the fact that it's it's so grubby, it's so dirty. Um, it's it's I think it's a coal town. It's um, a mining town. It yeah. is a mining and, town. And they're mining coal and I think copper or something. Something, something like yeah. that. Um, and then you've got the rows of houses that just stretch uh, up, uh, uh, like yeah. up into the foothills in the, hills, in the mountains. Yeah. Um, and and I think you've got like a general store and a gun store, and that's, and it. that's it. And you can um, rent, you can rent rooms and stuff, and get drinks and stuff. But it's there's no bar, there's no hotel. Uh, it's just it's lifeless. Yeah. Um, the gunsmith. Uh, owns all the property so mm. he can rent you rooms like and it's the, really yeah. yeah and the the local gang of the area are these these um these horrifying reprobates um uh, they're the inbred <laughs> like as, mountain people they weren't as bad as the swamp people i didn't think because the swamp people hiss at you I don't know if you've come across the swamp, <laughs> the swamp kind of the the inhabitants. Folks, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the ones living in shanties and places well, like that. Or I, I, they they ambushed me in the. So I was I was uh, walking through to get to the big river so I could fish. Okay, and I was just strolling about having a good time, and I hear this like, and I'm like, oh, it's a snake. <laughs> what is that a snake? And then I hear like like from the other speaker like, 
and it's like surrounding me I'm like the fuck is that and like i take a step onto the road and like from behind the trees these like kind of people these painted people emerge and like I'm like what oh, the fuck's happening wait then they bolt at me right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I i literally like i i was so uncomfortable i was like i don't want to so i pull out my gun i pull out my my double barrel shotgun and i'm like these boys don't know what's about to happen <laughs> but yeah whereas i think definitely like in the ansberg it's it felt like everyone was a was a, a product of the industry around them yeah like like the people that are the kind of people that have been there forever become the outlaws like they become the inbred weird twisted kind of I think I think up until then, you know, like the the towns have kind of been lens with this romantic, um, uh, like kind of film over them, the the rose tint Especially of like the, the old Braith- west, the Braithwaite's and the grey. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's that's real, you know, southern southern town, um, gone with the wind kind of. Everybody stuff. Everybody has a big campfire at night and they chat and they hang out. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and you can have those those um uh more social oriented love stories or even like the when you get to um saint denis and you have um bronte who has this extravagant party yeah you know and cornwall who's very similar like Mm. they feel very like a romantic ideal of what that time was like yeah whereas whereas ansberg is 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 like inhospitable just wouldn't want to live there yeah like, yeah, yeah, bad. but but it's probably what it would have been like. Um, it's it's so quiet. Mm. Um, uh, and the yeah, it, the the character of that place comes from its just lack of lack of beauty well, lack and of, romance to it. Yeah, and I think that gives it its character. Yeah, because I think a lot of people might see that as like, oh, well, it's just not interesting. Mm. But I liked the and like the like you the, even the river around it, it like is a bit polluted. And yeah, and yeah. Gross. Well, the, the the yeah, just the, the mining the, runoff and the silt. Yes, yeah. Yeah, everything. The the water is is disgusting. There. And everyone um, there seems miserable. And like when you say hi to people, they just fucking look at you. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not a happy place. Mm, mm. And I like that as a contrast with Dutch's kind of growing mania. Yeah, you know, where he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's getting more and more frantic, and there's just this place that's quiet and settled mm. and industry, and he's getting to this headspace. And I thought that that kind of contrast was something that. It also it also feels like there's just no wealth there. Um, well, there's there's no there's no old money. It's all it's, industry. It's all industry. Well, it's built around the mine. Yeah, the and then and it's kind of a, a future situation where you know the, all the money is else. It's probably back in Saint Denis. You know, this town is probably funding it, and and these are like the 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 scraps that the gang. Uh, are now forced to kind of uh, bottom of the barrel. Yeah, yeah, kind of, kind of deal with. Um, Largely because uh, there's no bank. Yeah, there's else. no bank in in uh, in Ansberg either. Have you um, tried robbing the gunsmith yet? No, you do not get much. I bet you so, don't. You don't. Yeah. You don't tend. You don't get a lot robbing anybody face to face in this game, unless you rob the doctors in Valentine. Because he's got that secret. There's, there's back. A, that every every city. Wait, we did that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. every city has that secret. So in Rhodes, oh, I didn't know that. I a funny anecdote here. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite gunsmith um was the gunsmith in Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it just seemed to be that I kept returning to this gunsmith, and over a while, he was just like, "Oh, you're back again." And I go, "Yes, I am here to procure more ammunition for for the, my death machines." <laughs> um, uh, and <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and so like this this guy, he's, he's like this like porcine, you know, like red headed. He kind of reminds me of Pearson. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. but he's you know, he's just kind of. Dude making a living selling guns. Um, and if you go around the side of his house, someone calls out to you from his basement, and and it's oh, this no. and it's this young man dressed as a baby, 
Um, and 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 he goes, "You need to get me out of here." I don't know if I like this. Arthur part. Arthur says, "What are you doing down there?" And I went, "Yeah, what the fuck are you doing down there?" Uh... <laughs> and um uh, and you you go in and if you if you rob the store um it was it was classic too because I came out went to the side talked to this guy put my bandana on came straight back inside to this gunsmith like, that I'm doing? going to yeah. and I went let me into the downstairs area. And and he does. Um, and as as you come down downstairs, there's this guy. He's chained to the basement. He can't escape. What um, the fuck? And you see all this all this um, child like childlike paraphernalia lying around. Your bonnets and and you know toys. Is it his kid? It isn't his kid. It's it's someone he kidnapped so to up. fill the hole that that, that a dead left. child left behind. And you have all these these photos of of the child um, it, itself. Um, and he's, he's like, please, please don't take my son away. And you have the choice whether to set this guy free <laughs> or leave him there. Cause like the, no one stops you from taking the rewards in the room. Right. Cause I, you get, you get an early, um, uh, repeater there. You get the an early, I think or, the Litchfield. Yeah. 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 And, um, uh, yeah, you, you know, like you've got this gun now. And you can use it to free the kid who just runs away immediately. Well, yeah. Um, uh, or, or you can just turn around and walk out Jesus like nothing Christ. happened. Um, that is some uh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is really, um, really harrowing. And and I left there and I was just like, I can't ever go back to that gunsmith knowing what I, I do now. Him. Um, I I didn't. I, I tied him up and I left him down there. That's basically um, killing. Him. Uh, basically, yeah, yeah. But I I figured like if if I start shooting now, the law's gonna get involved. And that's uh, the other thing that is ever present in this game is is how hard it is to be an outlaw. <laughs> um, how hard it is yeah. to be evil in this game. I I think it. I, when I do another playthrough in about a year's time, when I'm done with what I'm <laughs> currently working on, um, I think I'm gonna try and go full evil. Like, it's really, really difficult. It's yeah, so but you difficult. say that, you say that, but I think what it is is expensive. Because yeah. one of the things I've noticed in Rockstar games, especially Red <laughs> Dead, because like the death system in this one works differently, is mm. dying costs a lot of money. Mm. The only advantage I can think of is the most expensive part of dying is horses. And the bit of money you lose. But if you're constantly stealing horses and selling them and shit, that could kind of alleviate some of that cost. It just mean it just means that a vast amount of the game goes unexplored. Like like you're you can you can steal horses. I I I've I've thought about this. I'm just like with the with the, the money that you're getting from being bad passively over time sure you might be able to eke the living out and it's so easy to to accrue the dishonor mm-hmm. um it's 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 difficult to accrue the good the Tough. good honor like yeah. um the, the like your honor points in in the right hand side of the of the spectrum are so it's such a grind to be good um even now the like consciously being good that i am now i keep fucking um, i keep making decisions and the game goes well that's not moral yeah exactly like which like, yeah, it's interesting the yeah, like there's uh, there'll be there'll be that classic situation where the O'Driscolls will have held up a stagecoach full of, like with two lawmen and um uh, there's a prisoner like an O'Driscoll prisoner in the back and you go you go ahead and gun down all the O'Driscolls 
and start looting the bodies and you accidentally loot a lawman and take dishonor, dishonor. points as a result and you go who's watching well like, like I, I like there's no god here looking at this it's just me and and the bushes it's me um, it's just it's just me and my horse <laughs> me and my horse is my horse judging me is it like do i have to be in constant fear of of like this strange objective <laughs> i was um, i had the same problem system. last night where i was riding somewhere and i my phone rang, so I turned from... And I was holding X, and I turned from the controller to my phone. Yeah. And hit someone in the game, like, with my horse, and yeah. he died. And, and I then... was like, well, he's dead. I'm going to see what he's got. And mm. the game was like, Dishonor. And I was like, fine, I'm te- checking his horse, too. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like fine, then. <laughs> I'm, d- I'm doubling down. Uh, it dishonored me for that as well. But, yeah, it's a, like, you get Dishonor for killing any horse, ever. Yeah. Horses aren't... Po- like positively aligned they're it's animals it's so strange yeah like like it, it, it does it does make you feel bad for doing like obviously i i don't know how many people are going out of their way in this game um it's a useful tactic sometimes if sometimes a it's a useful riders, tactic yeah you can, like it's a good thing to do something mm. also it's not going to stop me from getting a dynamite arrow and shooting a horse with it yeah okay the, i'm the still ho- gonna do horses that are gonna blow up right but yeah it's um <laughs> Which, by the way, it's the, collateral the, damage. The dynamite arrows are the greatest fucking weapon in this. I don't know if you've used them yet. <laughs> no, I haven't. When, they are the greatest fucking weapon in this video game. Because they are like... You know how like in other video games when you get like a um, a gun that shoots a bullet that then explodes? Yeah. It's like a grenade or something. It's yeah. But dynamite is very directional in the way that it explodes. And this is just like a physics thing. Mm. So like because it's a stick... Right, it goes outwards like that. Yeah. So when you shoot it into someone, it's going that ways and that ways, and one of those ways is through the head, and some <laughs> things can happen. Okay, like uh, there's some things can happen with dynamite arrows, and like that was what I liked about being Arthur is he felt much more resourceful than John, like in in the hmm. gameplay mechanics sense because you craft those weapons. Like I mean, I, I you you all know I'm all about crafting systems, right? Mm. Like as long as I don't have to think about it too much and I can I can put together something real quick. I love mm. that shit and. Yeah, the ability to, like, you know, when I was doing that mission with Charles where you sneak into the fort. Yeah. And um, uh, you have, he's like, don't make any noise, and you have your bow <laughs> and your throwing knives or whatever. Right. I crafted some, like, improvised, uh, some improved arrows. Oh, yeah. And then I also crafted a dynamite arrow, because I was like, you never know when you're going to need when one. When you're going to need one, yeah. And sure enough, the shit hits the fan, and he's like, blow this thing up. And I'm like, yeah. all right. Go right. Psh, bang, it's open. Don't use the cannon. <laughs> Good, like, nice shortcut, right? But then I'm like, oh, I really wish I had another one. So I duck behind the cover and quickly craft one. Like, and then, you know, these riders are coming up. And I went, I wonder what happens if I just do it in the middle of a group of people on horses. Mm. It's not pretty. Yeah, um, it's legs, I imagine. There's <laughs> just legs um. everywhere. <laughs> but again, like that, that for me, when people talk about like gameplay freedom, I guess, because it's an open world game, there's not many ways you can approach situations, but the way that you choose to execute on problems. Yeah. And the way that that influences the way that the character feels as well, I think, is especially strong in this. Like, the way that Arthur deals with problems. Maybe this would be, like, a good opportunity to talk about Arthur as a character. But mm. the way that he deals with problems, for me, feels very different than John. John is, like, John, like, even the the, the way that you play them, John has, like, much better Deadeye abilities the minute you get him, right? Mm. Like, he's immediately better. He's younger. He's faster. He can draw. He can draw his gun faster. Like, all of that stuff. He's just better because he's younger and he's like a natural gunslinger, whereas Arthur is kind of a curmudgeon when it comes to that stuff, you know? <laughs> and I think that's, you know, we talked about it last time, but the whole gang treats him like this blunt instrument. Um, but they, 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 they do, they do sling a lot of shit on him. They, they accuse him of being an idiot um, when I, I just don't think that's the case. I think, I think a lot of people are criticizing him for 
uh, the appearance of being being silly. And he has to like, um, talk slowly and yeah, yeah. He's he's not he's not like John, you know. Like John, John's um, uh, John, John. I think is is more heavily based on Clint Eastwood's character from from the Leone movies. Um, he's very much. He's yeah. He's he's like wry, you know, he's cunning. He's quick. Um, yeah, but uh, Arthur's just uh, like this tank um when yeah. you, especially when you first meet him um and and then again when you when you play the epilogue and you see how skinny john is like i there's a moment when when you first walk out and i'm like john ain't got no meat in his yeah mouth. jesus john eat a eat, steak or something <laughs> and, and i candy yeah and i um uh, i immediately went to the the player profile i was just like jesus he, he just must be way. underweight but he, yeah. it's actually perfect like his, his weight in that scene is the well, he's a skinny bitch John Waite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, Arthur's very solid. Arthur's is, yeah, this is a uh, meat wagon. But that's what I say, um, like, he feels like a curmudgeon in every sense of the word. Yeah. Where he is the, like, you know, it's like the you know, an, uh, unstoppable force meets an immovable object. I feel like Arthur is always that immovable object. He's he's like, he's he... approaching 40 in the game, and, isn't he? He's, he's like, uh, yeah, like by the 39? end of it, Yeah, by the end of it, yeah. he is. And there's, there's, you know, even that scene at the start. But, like, that's why I think he's so intimidating as the attack dog. Like, that scene at the start of the game where you rob that first of Cornwall's trains, and you're standing on top of the thing, and you've got your cowboy hat on and your black coat on, and you have the big shotgun, yeah. the train headlight kind of makes a cell out of you. You're like, this guy is a fucking outlaw. Mm. But then as the game goes on, you go, okay, well, kind of like he is, but also he just is also a bit slow sometimes. And like, he reminds me a lot of Roland from the Dark Tower stories. I don't know if you've read mm. those. No. Um, so Roland is like the atypical gunslinger. He's like the Clint Eastwood style gunslinger. He's clever and he's good on the gun, but he's not this like fastest thinker, but he always get. they describe him in the stories as Roland was never the top of his class, but he mm. always got there in the end. Yeah. Whereas not everyone did that. Whereas it definitely feels like John, in comparison, is the kind of glib, quick-lipped, you know, the kind of the sarcastic punch. Like, I guess in in our analogy, like, you would be Arthur, I would be the John character. Like, I would think, he, he, should um, they write our story? That That's kind of how <laughs> the, the vibe, I think, is. He, um, uh, so the, the, the difference, like, like, I think the, the difference between John and Arthur is, is, um, not to, not to disagree with this analogy, the difference between them is purely what what they're in the gang mm-hmm. for, because um, uh, I don't think either of them are schemers. Um, yeah. Hosea and Dutch, Micah to an extent, they're they're schemers. Like they're they're the they're the plan makers, the people who have things going on underneath. Hosea is always more transparent about his. You see, like like I got the impression, especially early on in the game, that Arthur and Hosea trusted each other um and had an unwavering trust for each other mm-hmm. um and that maybe once upon a time arthur had that with dutch but after the job in blackwater and in the initial stages mm-hmm. of the game um doesn't doesn't possess that anymore um, yeah especially when you discover why that job went wrong and like the ferry and all that stuff like it yeah it has an element of feeling like that trust with jose is still intact and then it's even more ironic and, and disappointing or heartbreaking, I guess, whatever you want to call it, that. That Hosea dies. Because um, it's Dutch's fault. Yeah. Like, and that's yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they could have left, which they should That's not Micah's fault. It's Dutch's um, fault. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, yeah, Micah's... It's not Micah's fault directly. Um, uh, but again, Micah's, Micah's kind of vying for power. Um, Micah <sighs> wants to be one of the top dogs, I, and, and I, he's... I, he's... I, I, I have a 
theory that we'll talk about later. I don't. I think his character is overcorrecting because he is talking to the law. He's trying to be a outlaw, like a double, triple outlaw, <laughs> because he's trying to distract from them. It's like it's like when you cheat on someone, oh. right? When when you when you're cheating on your wife or whatever, you when you're with them, you try and give them as much affection as you can to throw them off the scent. That's how you know they're <laughs> acting weird. That's my theory with Micah. It's well, look, I. I, but then he's still mine, a double, triple outlaw by the end of the game. Mine's, so. mine's still, mine's, you know, I've, I've already kind of talked about this with you before mm-hmm. the podcast um, about Micah's character. Um, uh, you know, I, I think it was kind of a misstep by Rockstar to have him be the one that betrayed the gang. It didn't quite work. It, the, for me, it didn't quite work, especially because I was like, hang on. Like, you, you get back from Guama, and that's that's when that's when Milton reveals that when you get back from Guama, that's when Micah is picked up. Um, and he's, he's picked up then, and that's when he decides to betray the gang. Uh, to and, and he immediately goes back to ride with them. I, I just felt a bit contrived to me. Um, uh, yeah. Especially, it... especially when there were other candidates, which I think may have been much more suitable for that position. Lenny's dead by that point, right? Lenny's dead by that point. But Who as, would you have picked? I would have picked Javier Escuela. Oh, um, because because like Javier just hasn't got anything on him toward the end of the story. He's also not really part of the story at all. Yeah, you've you've had you've had bits on Charles, on Bill, on Micah, on Lenny, Even on uncle Sadie, to an Uncle. Javier is just pushed to the wayside and, and and is completely left alone. And that puts him in the prime position of To be the informant. To be the pest because no one's had an eye on yeah, he's him. He's under like, the radar. Yeah, exactly. Um it would have worked, uh, well, worked, worked perfectly. But Mike is Mike is given that role because by that point everybody hates him. And that's uh, something I think Rockstar really misstepped in is um how precious they were about the characters they built up over time mm-hmm. um but we can maybe discuss that in the second i think that'll become of the, part of the yeah, second part yeah. yeah 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 um for the but in, t- in terms of arthur and john's character mm. um you know i i don't i don't i see them as being kind of the same like in on the level of oh, intellect I, the I, same I, kind i see them very um, similar but i mean in the way that they express their particular brand of intellect and that the way that shapes their lives yeah, like, I th- I think by I think by the by the the by the end of the game especially, um, uh, Arthur Arthur can continue being the outlaw that he is mm-hmm. because he just doesn't have a tie within the gang yeah. as much as John does, which is why I don't I don't think you see John getting his hands dirty as much because that's something that that's something that Arthur tends to sling toward immediately. John. Um, yeah, Arthur, Arthur tends to always volunteer and then rope in John. Yeah, in the in the beginning of the game, you know, he he says, uh, you know, like he's, he's he reveals that he's a bit upset with John for disappearing for a year, um, uh, and then returning, and and then you know just kind of kind of cajoles him, you know, takes some cracks at him about about getting his hands dirty again, mm. um, uh, but he has a family now. Um, and that's something yeah. that it is it isn't really covered upon until later in the game, but it's something that is present, I think, throughout. Where he's but, definitely changed as a person, and but, he's and, come and back only to be with his family. I guess for Arthur, that starts as a as as a symptom of John like not stepping up. But then as the game progresses, he starts to realize that's actually like like that's why he's he supports John is because he realizes that family is actually as important to John as 
Well, that's that's the thing that can survive yeah. out of all this. And, and like the, yeah. how how like the, something this game did really well is that when when all of that transpires and you get to the end of the game and it's uncle and it's you and it's the family and you're in this, yeah. this ranch and whatever. And like I I, lo- I fucking love Abigail's character in this game because mm. she, it's it's one of the few times that you get to see um cuz by the time we get to the 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 first game you know, it's all this other shit's happened, but in this, like, you get this glimpse of like the the genuine life that they had, and like they have trouble, sure, but like she seems so fucking happy, and John seems so goddamn happy, and they have this great sarcastic banter, but it's not mean, it's like fun. Mm. And I was just like, damn, like they like, and they even the way that they make her character emote and the voice acting from Abigail in the end of that game is fucking phenomenal. Like I was so mm. impressed with with that. In contrast to throughout the game when Arthur, you know, when when Abigail kind of gets characterized off screen by everyone else, because she's not really in a lot of the game. No. She's hanging around sometimes, but she's rarely at the camp as well. And what it means is that your characterization of her is built through indirect characterization. And how, and how much you talk to her, I think, um, in, in the camp as well. Mm. Uh, Absolutely. It's nothing, it's nothing as insightful as the end of the game. Um, uh, but seeing... Like the the camp the camp is such a great place to to see how everybody is interacting with it's one another. A genius choice. And and uh, you can you can kind of like it's it's like a like a, a ghost characterization where they're not they're not actually like like focusing or honing in on one character character in particular. Um, but you do see those people at work and and, and, and you're seeing camp. how those people uh contribute to keeping the camp alive and the presence. Like or rather, the lack of people's characters' presence in the end stages of the game, when you're up in the mountains in, uh, above Ansberg, and slowly everybody's leaving the camp. Mm. Suddenly, suddenly, you know, you can't, <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't restock your caravans anymore. There's just no um, one to do the the jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like eventually, Pearson leaves, and you can't even eat there anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, it it. Really, it, it affected me because, like, you know, I I had everything built up by the time I got to Rhodes. Well, you, you, you know. smartly told me to do that as well, and it yes, really made the say, impact yeah, of yeah, losing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, make an early camp. Uh, the best best way to play this game is make an early camp because then by the end, when you do see everything go away, you go, "Oh my god, all, all my that, work, all that hard work, all this, all like everything that I've done in this game is going." And it's not um because. And I I think this is why it's very difficult to be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because when you're bad, when you're an evil character in this game, you can go back to camp and replenish your supplies. Yeah. Um, but by the end of the game, if you haven't if you haven't changed your behavior to be more in line with with being a good character, it it would be a a, a slog to get through the end of this game. Because um, there's I, I... just no way to get the the essentials. Um, I guess or specific things that you might need for the, the, the quest. The specificity. Mm. I think. Yeah, it's interesting. I, th- I think to wrap up this half, I want to talk about Dutch quickly. Yep. And then we can kind of wrap it up and then come back for part two. Um, Dutch is the center of this story, I think. And mm. I think um, I wanted to open it with a quote from the second game, um, which is mirrored in, in uh, sorry, a quote from the first game, which is mirrored in Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. But it's when you're about to kill him. And he's on the cliff, and John has him at gunpoint. And he's lopped. Like, John's like, well, I have to fucking shoot. Like, you know, Dutch tosses his gun away. Mm. And Arthur's, uh, John's like, look, well, like, if you don't tell me what I need to hear, I'm going to fucking kill you. Like, I've got a choice. He's like, and he says, 
We can't always fight nature, John. We can't fight change. Can't fight gravity. We can't fight nothing. My whole life, all I ever did was fight. Then give up, Dutch. But I can't give up, neither. I can't fight my own nature. That's a paradox, John. You see? Then I have to shoot you. When I'm gone, they'll just find another monster. They have to. Because they have to justify their wage. It was fine. Yeah. And then he, he, he throws himself off the cliff. Mm. Um, and then, of course, um, the agent shoots him in the head and says, It'll be better for the report if they think you shot him. And then he yeah. shot him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but like that, that kind of that, that, that realization on his part is, I think, like a great coda to his insane belief system. Like his true belief in the American dream. That mm. is a coda where he's like, Well, you can't fight like the, the elements of nature. And one of those elements of nature is like change. Like life is change. And his entire story, like his, the entire thing he's doing this story is fighting against that change and fighting against like the systems like i mean like his entire belief system is like classic liberalism where it's like it's it's about opposing something and opposing control and the order of civilization but he never really like stands for anything like you like at the start of the game it's like yeah brotherhood and whatever but like th there's no like there's nothing to replace it with he's not like yeah when we get to the west this is how we'll live he's just like if we can get the freedom yeah. you know no, he he doesn't Yes, he doesn't have a plan. There is, is no plan. Well, there guys. is no plan. He keeps he keeps gaslighting the gang by saying the plan is to do this. It's Once all we have according a plan, to plan. It's going you know? according to plan. We're gonna rob a bank, gonna get a heap of money, and then we're gonna go west. Um, and and the real like, the, this is this is something again we've talked about. Um, uh, the real real kind of uh character. Like like the two dogs inside Dutch's character that are attacking each other, right? Um, it's him loving the gang that he has, mm -hmm. loving loving the family that he's built, um, loving the life that they lead, um, uh, and wanting the best for them. Uh, but also reckoning with the fact that he has spent his entire life being an outlaw, mm -hmm. and and it's and it's so easy to make money in this world if you aren't a part of the societal fold yeah, it's you're... so easy to to rob stagecoaches and rob banks and rob people and they're pretty good at it and they're really good at it yeah. and and you know as as much as he in one hand promises that they're going to go west that they're going to go to haiti or or out of america to australia is even mentioned at Which one point kind of fun. and yeah yeah and he keeps promising these things to them um but but inside um i i just don't think he's ever ever going to be able to give that up um i, I think because an underpinning of his personality is being the underdog like he needs to be under the heel of the law like he has to be escaping something because that's where he finds his identity i think that yeah i think that's where he needs to position himself because without that there's there's none of this uh you know look at there's there's none of this kind of wishful thinking about the West. There's there's no there's no story there. There's no 
promise of something fine, better. Yeah, if you're if just you're, fine, like or yeah, surviving, it's not as exactly. If there if there wasn't anything like that, and they were just outlaws for the sake of being outlaws, it would be very difficult for them to well, even, uh, even kind of reckon with the fact that that they that they're you know doing bad things, but for a good reason. Because and, and they and he says, oh, well, the O'Driscolls are the bad guy. They're the bad yeah, version yeah. of us. And it and they do and he does paint them in a very convincing light because he goes you know like do you I think early in the game somebody asks do you recognize any of them and he goes ah Colm doesn't care about who he brings into the gang if you yeah. can fire a gun ride a horse and you You're can in. join him and it does feel like that so um uh, and yeah yeah and uh, the because you know like your experience of the gang is that you're you're within them and you have this kind of jovial relationship with them. It's probably what it's like in Combs gang as well. Like, it might be. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't know. We but, we just but it's, don't it's know. Dutch's narrative. Yeah. And I th- I think that to me is is a brilliant device to give all of these characters something to constantly be interrogating. Mm. And it gives the whole story like this like sometimes you watch Dutch and you're so captivated. Mm. And it's like suddenly, like sometimes you see like the edge of his programming, and like the kind of you glimpse through to something else. And I think Guama like was a bit heavy-handed in that regard, but there's some elements later on where you think like there's a moment like toward the end where I was like, wait, was this part of his plan? Like he like I was like, hang on, it could be where he's Which like, oh, was that? What where the... they they killed Cornwall, so the government annexed the oil field. Like he had this elaborate explanation of why, like he was making the the Indians attack it, and it was related to, like, Cornwall's oil empire and the mm. train and the bridge. And, and I was like, that is way too coincidental. Like, he's not the, the Joker from the Dark Knight. Like, he's not this <laughs> he's genius not, planner. He's not this methodical genius. Um, yeah. Uh, not by that point. But for, it, it'd be but was, so difficult to resolve. glimpse where I was like, maybe? And, like, I could see why everyone else believed it. I was like, oh, I get it now. Mm. Like, that, for that, for me, a moment was like, and then, you know, he, he obviously leaves Arthur. Mm. Then later on, he leaves John again. Like it's like the third time he's left John. I'm like if yep. I was John, I'd be fucking putting a bullet in this dude. Like I think it's um, uh, I think they I think they handled that like like very well. If it was just a coincidence, I like the idea that that he saw the Native Americans. And again, this is a character that's defended them the entire way through the story. But if you saw an opportunity in this roving band of people that were fighting for something that they that they believed in, right? How easy it would be to take that group over. Channel. You have you have like the the older the older leader who's who's going to die soon, and you have the young brash um, heir to the the nation. Who dies in that combat, mm-hmm. and and how how it slides into Red Dead One, where his gang is comprised solely of Native Americans. It's really interesting. You know, yeah. It's it's really it's it's so great. Like the if that like if that was Dutch's plan, which is because you can kind of see it. You know, uh, I can see the connection. I can see him planning to get a new gang. That's just, the thing. Like I can see him like like constantly feeding that that you see that with you know, Micah, where, uh, where he's, he's kind of starts to cycle toward the end yeah where he gets micah's friends in like mm. there's a kind of yeah it's and then once micah's out of the picture you know that that him. kind of goes away it's all him and it's yeah. all the connections he's made and with he these native americans yeah. fighting for their land and he can start a new narrative yeah and that that to me is like what's so interesting about this is as, as a continuing story is that it does seem deeply interested in in the way that we follow people and the way that that kind of shapes us, I think. And yeah, was there any like closing thoughts you have for this part before we get into part two? We're going to talk about genre and stuff like that. 
Um, uh, very, very quickly. Mm. Um, we can talk about this forever, by the way, but we have very to... quickly the yeah. the epilogue and the the final shootout. Oh, the the final when you become John Marston again. When you become John Marston again. Man. First, first of all, I loved I loved that mission Brilliant. up until the last five seconds where you confront it's not, Micah. It's not great. Um, I I I liked I loved the Mexican shootout. It was I thought it was better it in was front so of the cave. Cool. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, I didn't like that Dutch got to shoot Micah. Dutch's inclusion seemed unnecessary. Yeah. I, you know, like, I much would have rather seen that Micah had stolen the gold without anyone knowing. Yeah, and then and then the, the fact that, that John lets Dutch get away yeah, it's, is, it's it was a, confusing well, to me. I, uh, yeah, it's a weird, like, I think putting him in there is good because you get to see him broken, but I don't know if it works in any other instance. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know, it, especially because that's a third, like, he's been left for dead three times by Dutch. Yeah. Like, and he's, he's like, there to Mike kill. is, Mike is a bad dude, He's there right? for revenge anyway, but, so but pull the trigger. Pull the fucking trigger, kill Dutch, end this right now. And he could have, but he didn't. Um, and that seems like uh, a bad and, writing mistake. Yeah, to and. that opportunity. Yeah, it's, it's, it was. It, was it just felt bad. Silly. Yeah. It, it felt silly. But then, like, that whole sequence getting up to that hill, like, the music that they play is music oh, from Red Dead God. 1. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just. Yeah. The whole thing Running works. through the snow, you got your gun out. Oh, dude, when I'm you, John Marston. When you arrive you know, yeah. and the, you're in the trio and you're walking up the hill and you fucking pull out your gun and it's yeah, mm. and the music starts playing and he goes, I'm here for you, Micah. And yeah. I'm like, yes, <laughs> good. And I, yes. Got, like, I got into the fucking zone. Like I was in the flow of that moment. Mm. And when I got to the thing, I was like, it's fucking time. And then it just kind of got weird. Yeah, and you go, eh, okay. Like you still get to kill Micah. Full and full of holes, but it doesn't, I don't know, if it, it could have... Yeah, there's a, there's another way to do that. Yeah, like it could have been that Dutch shoots the gun out of if they want to keep Dutch in for some reason. I don't know why. You could shoot the gun out of Micah's hand. Yeah. Um, and then, or or he would like put the gun down, Micah. Mm. Micah can be like, no, 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 and he'd be like, no, put the gun down. Yeah. They're like, no, 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 and then like something could happen. Like you know, Sadie could elbow him and he could stumble back, and then you go bang, 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 like something. Give yeah. someone else some agency. And it was weird that it was Dutch. I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was very strange. But I, I just this is a game that like I'm gonna be thinking about for a long time. Absolutely. I think that we will probably talk about it for a long time because it's going to be one of those things that the more we digest it, the more we get from it. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so huge. It's such a big game. And and if you are watching this and you haven't played it, please go and pay money for this game. Pay yeah. pay because support the art. It's it's such a and good so many people work fucking story. Um, uh, forever everything like it's it is it is easy. It is easy to criticize it. Like it's not a perfect game. Oh, um, we've criticized but, but it, it's, but yeah. it's fucking phenomenal all the same. It's it's a um, piece of art, and not all like every piece of art has its flaws. Mm. And I yeah, I don't know. I, I support the people. I mean, you know, yeah, it's made by a lot of people, and somehow they made something with a coherent mm. artistic vision that delivers on a lot of the things that it can and fails in some areas. But I think no one else is doing things like this in the industry, save like maybe CD Projekt Red. So I think if if you People talking about like oh, open, you know, single player games are like dying or whatever. Like you know, Rockstar's always in the corner doing that. Yeah, yeah. God's work. Rockstar's, and I, yeah. As, as, as long as the, Rockstar, the and, crazy blind hermit of the um of the uh, yeah. the video game world. As long as we have Rockstar on the Witcher series, we should be okay for a while. Yeah. So that might be a good place to end this. Uh, we're gonna do our part two in a minute. So if you're watching live, uh, we're gonna take a five to ten minute break, go to the bathroom, regather, grab another drink, and then we'll drop back in and we'll talk about genre post-westerns, and try and work out what this game actually is. Yeah, and speculations for future games. We will talk to you then.